0: Across the galaxy this is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime this is the free zone with your host freeman hello and welcome to the free zone well i think we're all quite aware that we are under the auspices of a global death cult But how do we really find the origins of this? Where does it come from? How do we find more and more to understand this justified bringing down of a tyrannical oppressive system? Tonight, we're going to talk with William Ramsey. He's attorney, author, researcher, and author of five books and numerous documentaries. We had a great talk about Aleister Crowley, The Prophet of Evil, one of uh, William's books. And uh, abomination about the West Memphis murders, Aleister Crowley's shadows over humanity—so many great works. But tonight we are talking about global death cult and the Order of the Nine Angles. And I tell you guys, I learned and confirmed so much out of this. It is amazing. So please welcome to the free zone, William Ramsey. Hey, William.
1: Hey, how's it going? Thanks for uh, having me back on. It's been too long. It has.
0: I mean, uh, I think I was still doing the TV show back (laughs) last time you were Uh, on, maybe, uh, but we did do an amazing work on Aleister Crowley and anyone listening guys go back and listen to that. It was deep. I don't think anyone, I mean, you go so deep into these things. I think I know things about the occult. I think I know things about secret orders and (laughs) I've been to Mason temples and going places and, uh, I mean, the stuff that is presented in global death cult has uh, never come across my desk. I've never seen this order of the nine angles and the sinister path. And I found it so fascinating because it goes right along with everything that we've ever studied here on the free zone. And it's it's amazing. So what what I really started with in this book was the uh, what is justified in bringing down this tyrannical oppressive system. It's amazing how satanic our policies and politics have become or have been, uh, if you really look into it and how uh, this is used then to justify extremist actions on, on, well, occult groups and Satanists that that believe that they are using this to bring down a tyrannical, oppressive system, and it's leading into alt right extremism being the number one terrorist threat in America. It's a it's astounding when you don't really see uh, an alt right white supremacist uh, extremist takeover. We see a takeover from more like Klaus Schwab, and uh, you know, a Jew that was collecting. Uh, property for the Nazis, and uh, yeah, so please let's let's dig into global death cult because I tell you it blew my mind.
1: Well, I, I didn't know a lot of this information either, so it was kind of a journey for me. Like, I was researching this spate of killings of young men all around the country, and somebody reached out to me and said, Hey, there might be a a group that might be involved in this the order of nine angles i said i didn't ever heard of, have never heard of them so then i did a show with a guy by the name of igor Sarsky, and i just realized wow this is amazing so you, these guys are talking about some kind of long-term overthrow for galactic empire a 300-year plan and they're talking about uh selecting a victim or an op, what they call an opfer or a german name as a means to go up the kind of septen- septenary, where, the sevenfold path that they have. And so it kind of fit in that they were, their ideas are secret, but also very lethal. And so I really wanted to research and get into that. So that's kind of the outcome is this book and realizing that these ideas, because of the internet and the ease of communications and travel, these ideas have gone from kind of a small uh, pers- uh, person on the far right in England to being disseminated all over the world so that's the title of the book the global death cult yeah
0: absolutely it definitely changed things when you had to do newsletters mail everything out to having an open platform on the internet and being able to get, disseminate all this information i mean this sinister path of the order of nine angles isn't an ancient order. This is not something that goes back to even the 1800s or, you know, like with Theosophy or uh, Crowley's AA in the 1900s. This is far more recent, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's really post-war. Came out of the far right in England, this character by the name of David Myatt, but he built upon his knowledge of Crowley and other occult orders and chaos magic and integrated it into this new group. And it's interesting, you kind of, you're talking about these newsletters. That's really the way it started. This group would sell its uh, documents, pamphlets, through post office boxes, pre-internet, and it was very, kind of a very small operation back then. Now, the corpus of the Order of Nine Angles is like 10,000 pages of work, as more people have added to its ideas. But originally, it just was this kind of small type of thing, but then it, uh, it's just grown and new heads outer heads of the order and more of these uh cells what they would call nexians are all around the all around the world really and some are predominant here and some of those nexians have influenced the far right in the united states and that's why i included adam Waffen, where some of these ideas of the order of nine angles through the sinister tradition have influenced them so those are these are kind of far right ideas racist ideas anti-christian ideas uh very much kind of carrying on hitler's tradition like they actually reformed the kind of uh christian dating system to the to the birth of of adolf hitler in 18 what was it 1889 so the year of Fein, or the year of victory is supposedly when hitler was born so it's a weird kind of mix of far-right ideas occultism and uh, this this striving this kind of post-world war ii striving for kind of a far-right ideal society
0: they find as they're pushing for this national socialism as he's trying to find recruits and people to come into this that they're not really all that motivated <laughs> trying to seem like it was kind of difficult for him to really push the national socialism aspect of this get people excited and find some uh format in this so it seemed like he turned more to the occult uh instead of the polit- political did, did you see I think the- you're
1: absolutely right I think you're absolutely right I think he, he was a frustrated politician I think he tried to get in there were these other Nazis in England uh Martin Webster Eddie Morrison Colin Jordan maybe the uh, most well known he was actually there's a picture of him shaking hands with uh, Rockwell who was in the U.S. so they knew each other but yeah they they, they got only at one point they got that I think the National Front got 11 percent of the vote one year but then they were kind of see there was a lot of infighting and uh they became less popular and so nobody really got the bug for this kind of National Socialist movement in England but yeah so I think the occultism was much more successful than uh, their political aspirations and I think that the ONA really has permeated this occult movement so there's a lot more people who are occultists who are aware of their doctrines than uh really a lot i think the public knew or certainly i knew but it's it's gone all the way up to like uh you can see some of these ideas are really per- in in modern culture really with uh some of these bands and things like that there's one band in england that's well known called the Bring me the horizon, who talks about some of these ideas. So it goes all the way up to the present day in a culture. Yeah, really remarkable.
0: Yeah, they're definitely putting this in
1: there. Uh,
0: It's fascinating to see the debates that they would have with uh, Aquino and the ideas of Satanism, where (laughs) in the order of the nine angles is trying to commit to the fact that they are far more sinister than the Church of Satan or any of the the type of high ceremonial magic Satanists that these guys are actually deep into this mindset of bringing out this new breed of warrior explorer and uh, you know, their sinister culling is far more superior than what the Satanists have done. It seemed like there was a lot of battles like L. Ron Hubbard and Crowley between uh, Myatt and uh, Aquino.
1: Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I think that they were kind of uh, sniping at each other and, like I think Maya was saying to Aquino in these missives, these uh, missives that pretty much can be confirmed that Maya was writing them, but they were the orders, uh, pamphlets of Stephen Brown or the satanic letters of Stephen Brown. And it's really interesting that they took the time to really uh, correspond with each other and compare notes. But yeah, you're right. I, I think that Maya was much more vicious. Like he, I'm outwardly saying that we're going to kill and you aren't. He he. might seem to think that Aquino had something secret within his group that they were killing. But my was saying that is a that is a core part of our order is that we are going to call, um, call the people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. These guys are saying, well, we'll sacrifice all happiness. We'll sacrifice our our personal lives uh for this future ideal and that all of our actions are justified in the satanic belief. And if we look into it, really, you know, a lot of what America holds or even just in the monetary system that we live in, we hold a lot of satanic ideals that we don't really realize of this might makes right and uh, the whole Darwinian type of takeover. So these guys believe that there's no, uh, no limits to... You know, liberating your dark shadow personality to bring about this uh, new empire of the human galactic empire, which I want to get into as we get deeper into this. But uh, how to evolve civilization was their idea and uh, they were willing to sacrifice their own personal happiness. They said that this is, you know, that that is the lowest form. You are a mundane if you really just want to enjoy life.
1: Right, yeah, they had contempt with just the average person, so they set themselves apart as some kind of like elite. It's almost like the 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 variance between the the magical people in Harry Potter and the Muggles, right? So the mundane is almost synonymous with Muggles. But yeah, they, I think that you know, I don't think it's a huge group. I don't think they have a huge amount of membership, but they see themselves, and I think that Maya was very intelligent, no question about it. But uh I think they some see themselves set apart and uh are gonna be that, that kind of uh Nazi-istic, uh determiner who's going to live and die. But I think the Nazis did the same thing, you know, they did it to the Jews and the Russians and the Poles. You know, so I think that uh, the order of nine angles is is right in line with kind of national socialist outlook.
0: Yeah, might even went on to uh become a monk, <laughs> right?
1: Right. He Mm -hmm. had a very interesting kind of background. He worked in a a whorehouse. He was a monk, a a Catholic monk. He traveled a lot. His dad was a kind of foreign uh, worker for the British Empire. So I think he was born in Tanganyika, like somewhere in Africa. So he had, he wasn't kind of a provincial. He was definitely went to school. He was uh, university educated for a little bit of time, but you can see all of those ideas have been integrated into the ONA. So his kind of knowledge of Greek history, mythology, and uh, esotericism, and this kind of Catholic view, these chants of some of the practices of the ONA have this kind of chanting that uh, Myatt learned in the Catholic Church, and also kind of his knowledge of uh, of the world, really. So he was kind of sophisticated in his reading, uh, reading choices and Uh, the language that he uses a lot of it's very i had unique to me i haven't seen it in other anywhere else that i've read i'm I'm fairly well read but his whole ideas like labyrinthos mythologicus pathy mathos the oral tradition so he he integrated all these kind of new words and these ideas into the concepts of the order of nine angles
0: he definitely wanted to get his groups into different orders uh, kind of infiltrate everywhere like the illuminati um and right get around to the culling and it Absolutely. really feels i mean we're we're at this edge of the culling right now i mean it's right in our faces with everything that's going on right now
1: i totally believe that yeah but the, yeah he called those those infiltration things insight roles so he got insight into he still maintained his satanism but he got insight into things by being a thief he was actually a like a cat burglar um that was one of his insight roles the catholic experiences in the monastery was another and then like he did some strange thing that a lot of people can't key into Well, he became a radical muslim so he changed his name he became a radical muslim but according to ona you know concepts that's just another inside role because he became the kind of Muslim bombs people and, and is very uh, aggressive. So he was still maintaining the ethos of the Order of Nine Angles. He just changed kind of his outer, you know, camouflage, so to speak. Well,
0: they and call that, that shape-shifting, role, right?
1: Right. So that's another thing. Shape-shifting is another ideal or concept that they have. And it's hard to stay, you know, state how how much of this ideology goes into the followers just like any other kind of religion or cult but very sophisticated ideas and these insight roles that concept i think has come to the u.s so you saw a lot of these adam waffen members trying to get training in the u.s military or national guard or something like that so you can kind of see that concept within the far right here of trying to learn these things uh, and get into you know, the uh, powerful positions, I think is interesting. And I don't know, I don't know the full you know breadth of how how much of the ONA, like some of these politicians, are they ONA? I don't know. I wouldn't know that it's not it's never really been public, but they keep their membership very closely uh tight. Like nobody, there's not a lot of people professing, like, hey, I'm an ONA member. So it's very, very curious, and it's hard to ascertain reach. However, it is easy to ascertain. Some of the ONA effects, because I include that in my book in some of these chapters, uh, just about some of these shootings and killings and murders, uh, Meltzer and von Nudigem in, in Toronto that are directly tied to the ONA. Like one guy, this Meltzer, he I think he ended up at the same uh penitentiary or um uh, jail as Jeffrey Epstein and Gillian Maxwell, but he tried to set his, his military. I think I forgot what it, what it was, somewhere in Italy. He was trying to set him up to be killed and, and con- contacting the ONA. So he, he just recently got sentenced, but he was seen with uh, the Sinister Tradition book on his desk. There's a picture of that in my book.
0: Right. They make sure that you see just enough uh, in their right. their profile pictures and whatnot to let you know, those in the know know.
1: Right. And uh, so there's very curious pictures. So they have like a fixation with water. So you'll see pictures of the ONA concepts just look like average pictures of like maybe, you know, trees or, uh, you know, rural land. But that's kind of their idea. There's a lot of really kind of Druidic qualities suffused through the whole group. So I think the third step on the septenary path is like you have to go out at night and train yourself to lie down at sunset and wait till sunrise. Right. So you have to sit still for a full like you know, nine hours or whatever it is. And so that's kind of like a Druidic and getting comfortable with being in kind of very uh forested rural areas is like one thing. So yeah, they, there's very, I mean, once you kind of key into their worldview, you'll see that these pictures and these things like that, you can, it's easier to tell like, oh, this person might be LNA, but yeah, it's very subtle.
0: Well, they define nature as Satan. All right? i I think so
1: i think that they had like i said druidic so i think that nature and going out there and being uh associated with nature is is ideal yeah so i think that um you know i think that they're always involved in sacrifice and things that that, and things that are the darkest type of things out there like pulling the dark gods so i think that you're supposed to kind of go out like the dark gods there's portals up in the uh, constellations that you're supposed to bring down and actually inhabit in yourself like that part of the thing is actually to be possessed
0: yeah that was a part that i found very fascinating was the idea of stargates and dark gods that they had written into these now the order of the nine angles let's let's get a year was it 70s when this uh really became
1: i think that it was i think it was the corpus the core doctrines were put together in the 70s and 80s yeah so you know just like three pages at a time and you can see some of those old uh old pieces of the ona like literal like plastic binders like the plastic uh you know uh, like cut cut papers that you had when you were a kid that was kind of what they were doing so i think that's it and then it grew so like my is still alive i think he's very old somebody i heard a rumor within the last week or two that he died i just couldn't confirm that but he kind of said at least publicly that i'm giving up kind of the becoming the overall head he gave it to another guy named molt then there was another satanist out of texas who briefly had it and then it's rumored to be this girl uh chloe who became the next head and they've all written their own things and added and tinkered with the corpus and the ideas, but, uh, Chloe's still out there. And so it's pretty, I mean, they're, they are very deceptive, so they don't quite go out and, you know, brag about stuff, but
0: yeah, that's the big difference. They're not dressing up in these, uh, satanic outfits like a queen or LaVey. And, right. uh, yeah, they're just out causing massive disruption wherever they can. They even suggest joining the police force, um, Then you've got the idea of NATO and the Gladio network coming together. Um,
1: Well, that's it. It was called Combat 18 in the UK. So this guy was part of that Gladio Stavion network. A bunch of interesting characters there. So that is another part of his network. And I think it's very well networked in the far right. And even like I show in the first part of the book, like his hero, he has a signed copy from this guy, Otto Raymer, who was very much like a supporter of Hitler. He actually saved kind of Hitler's reg- regime during what's known here in the States as Operation Valkyrie. But, uh, he had like a signed copy of a picture of Otto, Otto Ernst Riemer is pretty remarkable. But yeah, yeah. He had interesting connections. He definitely was around and it's still around. And it's come to the California. He, I know that he's ma- had meetings here in the States with followers. So, uh, very very curious character, no question
0: So the whole philosophy of being above the law uh coupled with era vulgaris, you know thou art God, human sacrifice era vulgaris and then this worship of these dark gods that come through and possess you f- through Stargates I mean I find that just right along with everything that I've been studying in the occult, more so in the modern era is this contact with extra-dimensional or interdimensional or even extraterrestrial beings using ritual magic uh but they were they they definitely made a statement to to clarify that these were far superior dark gods than those of H.P. Lovecraft
1: <laughs> right and make sure make sure to make that point good well said yeah it's pretty interesting so they say that their dark gods there are 21 dark gods that have their own sigils um are unique to them so um and they, there's kind of weird names of them i have a list of them somewhere in my book but uh yeah they're trying to bring them down they're trying to let them inhabit and become them be possessed so it's definitely like a possession thing and doing three rituals i there's one guy i mentioned in my book his last name is fleming like his you can go see his website i think it's still up total blood rituals blood rituals out in the forest to try to uh Become the Star God and become a vampire, vampiric, uh also vampiric kind of sensibilities are also integrated into the ONA too. So they've got a really pretty heady mishmash and stuff of very different concepts coming together in this one group.
0: And they brought out a a feminized or a feminine Baphomet and and have orders for the women as well, right?
1: That's great. Yeah, that's right. That's a rune with uh what they call it. So it's very uh, open to members of the different genders, definitely. And that sex magic, some of the early sex magic involves men and women. You know? So he integrated sex magical ideas into it. And you can go just go look at In the Room with a Tradition. There's just a lot of writing about that as well. So it wasn't very rigidly, the doctrines weren't as rigid as maybe some other religions or groups you might think. It was something that grew or metastasized with different ideas and different people who became involved and wrote their own pamphlets or added their own knowledge. But the core, I think, is was has been still the same uh from myatt's writing from the eighties. Yeah.
0: Well, socially we can really see where we are entering some sort of satanic network that is just pulling up the shadow personality of people all over the planet i mean from the riots from everything that we're seeing up to even fauci and those uh culling the population uh gain of function or you know through vaccines however you want to look at this but they're definitely oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're looking at this satanic rise right now where uh, but it really has to do with liberating that shadow personality, which was one of the main tenets of the Order of Nine Angles.
1: Do you Absolutely, think? I think they're very dark sided. I think they, I think their psychology is sophisticated as well. So I think that that's what they're trying to kind of bore into is the kind of darker view, human views. But and carry on the kind of Nazi tradition of of murder and racism and uh, said so the the arrogance of the the germans they were the master race right and these other people will serve us so i think all that stuff is is wrapped into and the anti-christianism so the nazis definitely were not christians uh and wanted to get rid of the christian church and i think that's same kind of what the what the ona calls nazarenes um uh, they have their contempt for nazarenes and the savior and things like that or homo hubris or the hubriati they have just contempt for them and you can see that kind of idea. I mean, think about just the ideas of this coming across and just inf- infecting one person, who you don't know who this person is. And there's they have these kind of uh, I would almost call it, call it fable writing, where you can learn how to like conduct murders and how to you know give something to the dark gods through water. And I include those in my book as well. But yeah, I think that 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 dark spirit is definitely trying to be uh increased through the Ona definitely wants that to to be increased to that uh, dark spirit in the psychosphere for sure for yeah sure they got
0: to be cheering right now
1: yeah yeah I but it, so
0: it was fascinating to to read about their culling techniques and the the who they would choose as their opfers in their human sacrifices because uh, it really looks like what would go on in the world right now where if you're supporting this this satanic rise that i believe i see happening in the world right now that those are the, actually the first people they turn on is the ones that helped them get to this power it seemed like they had a nice list of the or uh, traits necessary they they didn't just sacrifice anyone you had to be proven to be a worthy sacrifice and usually it was by helping them
1: <laughs> interesting yeah no i think that uh they had some kind of moral judgment about who they're going to get rid of. There's no question about it. Or groups. There's supposed groups. I think that the Nazarenes were one group they should they wanted to get rid of. So, and individuals and things like that. And I think, you know, it's not all the, this is just the information I could get public. I mean, I think that there is an oral tradition, A-U-R-A-L tradition with the ONA, of things that, and I know that exists within Crowley as well, the OTO. Things that they talk about that aren't written down but uh i do think that they there's just so much writing about who they will get rid of and what's the benefit right so like if there's a journalist that's causing problems get rid of him that'll uh, advance our way things that are in our way politically um so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of talking about who they want to get rid of but you have to like get rid of to go up somebody who's like the fourth or fifth level of the ona's septenary way that means that they've conducted in a sacrifice an opt for sacrifice it's incredible wow
0: yeah and it's not random killing guys it's it's them definitely uh testing you they want to test you and they want to find out whether or not you're worthy of sacrifice and it's not like they just kill those that they feel are meek or meager or anything you've got to show your own uh willingness to be the sacrifice or not really willingness but the traits of uh of a trader of uh you know it, i i just found it very fascinating how much effort they put into selecting who they would sacrifice and who deserved to die
1: right no it, it is remarkable and i think it was like if you're arrogant if you you know did this test if you came out feeling that if they thought that you were less than you had low character or something like that, then you were the perfect person to get rid of. You're the first, first you know, human calling in action. You would be ideal. So, you know, that's weird. And it's weird how it ties into kind of what's happening with the smiley face killings where these young men are out there. There's an overproportion of them who are Christians. And also that they're usually out at bars. So maybe that's like an environment where somebody who was thinking like on ONA terms would see somebody acting drunk or, being too loud or being a slob or something and then they're like okay that's the person we're going to off tonight we're going to dr- ritually drown them and throw them in a river because yeah. they believe in this kind of typhonic worldview the, the there's this the trident to them is also important there's something called the tricycle which is also a very dark kind of symbol uh, that's a more recent element of the ona but it's the idea that this there's gods in the in the water underworld that that Uh, Need to be placated, sacrificed to, but also it's the old kind of battle between the lesser gods and the gods up on Olympus, right? So there could be that same kind of thing today where they're warring against the living god and their dark gods are underneath the water or something like that. It is interesting, like the newer, the fourth version of uh, Stranger Things included kind of a portal at the bottom of a deep river. So it's like, oh, that sounds just like the ONA. So maybe they started reading something like that. Mm.
0: You can find that in the rituals of the Church of Satan as well.
1: Oh, really? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, they they say if you wanted to call upon Cthulhu, uh, which was one of Lovecraft's gods, for those that don't know, uh, that you needed to do it off of a, a oil rig. Oh, and there, there are a lot of weird things going off the edge of oil rigs uh, as we start to look into that.
1: Wow, I didn't know that.
0: And you mentioned Typhon, and you know that was the fascinating part for me. With one of the more fascinating parts was this uh, this idea of the dark gods, but Typhon and the Typhonian Order of the Ordo Templi Orientis, uh, Kenneth Grant, uh, bringing about this idea of extraterrestrial communication through ritual magic that that's all tied up in this too it just feels so so futuristic i guess is uh what's going on with this idea of stargates and dark gods and typhonian magic and the the use of ritual magic for communication with these beings crazy
1: yeah no it's crazy like i mean they that's a really core element is these dark gods and uh inhabiting them at night and if you really want to have kind of a see the ona in action you can watch Ed Sheeran's Bad Habits and it's O and A all the way from the beginning to the end. The whole video is incredible. It's like they're symbolically putting in front of your face O concepts, like almost like my whole chapters, <laughs> chapter four concepts of the order are deliberately put out into the imagery of bad habits video. Check it out.
0: Bad habits. He's friends with
1: yeah, bad habits is the video, and Sheeran is friends with this other band who I mentioned earlier bring me the horizon so they've worked together and uh, he also i think it's cradle of filth which is another modern rock band who has definitely absorbed uh, ona ona concepts so you can just see kind of little pieces of their this you know ona ideas have, have, have permeated current culture really and I, I, bad habits i think has had like half a billion views or something so like the kind of uh, what people are, probably I would say 99% of the people who watch that video have no idea that they're just getting the, the whole symbolic journey of the ONA right in their face. I'm
0: going to have to look at that.
1: <laughs> yeah, check it out. Smiley faces are there, the the vampirism, the, the possession, the um, blood drinking, uh, sacrifice, the zombies, the kind of difference of the mundanes between them. They're kind of a special group. You have to watch it. It's really something else. And then at but, the very end, the sun comes up and he becomes his normal self. truly really uh, wow. else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, as I was reading Global Death Cult and the Order of the Nine Angles, uh, a lot of the satanic stuff was they were reading their their prayers to Satan. Um, I had to avoid. I did not want to read that. I didn't want to build it into my consciousness. I didn't want to say it out loud. I didn't want to do anything. Uh there's a lot of that deep in there in your book that, uh, definitely shows. I mean, I don't know, I, you know, if there's danger in actually reading these prayers or even thinking them, it, it, I, I kind of was left a little bit like, I don't think I want to read this or just those portions, you know what I mean? Like out loud, you know, stick them in my brain.
1: I don't blame you. I mean, Uh, Yeah. You kind of want to avoid those things as, as much as possible. Uh, yeah i just put them in there just so people know that they're there's like a prayer book just yeah. to let people get the idea that if you're involved in this group like these are very dangerous people in my opinion so well,
0: let's talk a little bit about the smiley face killers because uh okay. i didn't bring that in and i didn't make it to that portion uh and i'm, I'm very curious Of course, we had the the Watchmen, which is the first one that stands out in my brain with Alan Moore and the idea of the smiley face killer. The first thing I see is that smiley face button falling
1: to the ground
0: and the Watchmen dripping in blood.
1: Right. No, it's very important because he's also a magician and that becomes kind of like this symbol that's passed all around the world. Really, it's a sigil. And as a magical representation, I think he very successfully got that symbol out and what that symbol represents is this kind of like smiling through tragedy and it's associated with these deaths and two separate researchers kind of came up with the name smiley face killers it was a guy named gannon out of new york city and then uh gilbertson and so they kind of came together and coined the term smiley face killers they noticed that there was a correlation between um these young men going out and disappearing at night and later to be found in water um and sometimes there were these where these uh occurrences happened there was a smiley face so they got the coin and it's still going on to this day i just did a show with a researcher last week jim smith about the smiley face killings because there there's definitely more killings going on in hot spots really houston chicago of this uh, phenomenon of people either being stalked and kept and uh so I made my first documentary about that. And the title is The Smiley Face Killers, Who Is Abducting, Torturing, and Murdering College-Age Men in the US and UK. That was 2017. And then my uh second one is The Smiley Face Killers, the Global Slaughter Continues. And that was uh over COVID, and that was 2021. But it just goes in. I probably have studied 120, 140 cases. And the smiley faces really suffused the culture. There's smiley face all over the place and in art and uh music videos and clothing and things like that so it's very su- uh, successfully been disseminated all around the world and it, it represents kind of the the rise of the magic age so there's definitely an esoteric element to it there's a superficial one of just a smiling person but uh, it goes all the way back through um it goes there's actually an association between the ona that I've found and that symbol and uh it goes through alan moore like you said but it goes back to the uh, kind of rise of the acid house music uh in the uk and uh still around today people are smashing you know machine gun kelly has like a smiley face of some of these people in common culture uh deliberately wearing it and it it ties to like the smile psychic tv or topi temple of psychic youth and genesis beorge so it's all over the place
0: well we definitely saw the the introduction of this magic from Alan Moore with all of the patriots running around in their Guy Fox masks and <laughs> worshipping the fall guy and right. pretty much making themselves the fall guy. So guys listening if you don't realize you know how influenced how much influence this has then just look at how many people ran around in that Guy Fox mask without ever even knowing about Guy Fox or the the back history of the story from um V for vendetta, uh going back to Crowley's magic, going back to all of it. If you actually read the graphic novel, you'll see clearly that you know Alan Moore venerates Crowley through this whole thing, and and V really is a representation of Crowley and all of that. He has Crowley's uh motto on his mirror. Right. Uh, so the
1: triple V, right? That's yeah. that's from Crowley, V V V V
0: yeah it was 5v uh it was a a statement in latin that i don't know the words to uh but that's what something
1: like it's in this name i I conquer or something like that
0: right if if you were to look at uh the the graphic novel and not the movie of uh v for vendetta you definitely see far more Crowleyism in the graphic novel than you find in the movie. And I have a feeling that's why he kind of removed himself from the titles and everything in the movie. Is they didn't cover the movie. I mean, in the graphic novel, the police officer is actually tripping on acid when he goes to find V. Uh, wow. There's a lot more going on in the graphic novel than happens in the movie. And then the veneration of Crowley is all throughout the book
1: i didn't know that i mean there is like a yeah that there is they say he says do what thou wilt right
0: yes yeah
1: and it's also the the smiley is a is a chaos symbol as well so it's it has these uh deep meanings it really does i mean it a lot of people just look at it like i said superficially but it's it's really something else Smiley face well
0: from a christian perspective do you really feel like uh the Satanic agenda has taken hold because I'll Absolutely. say i I do percent
1: <laughs> percent I think it's rising right back uh in a very dark way. and you can just see it through everything this whole genderless stuff is very much crolian uh androgyne things he calls Satan the, you know, androgyne. So I think that androgyny is actually a form of Luciferianism. you see that in the comic culture and just like the rise of satanism o n a everything like I think Wicca a lot of that stuff leads back into Crowley but um, I definitely see it's rising and I see the culling element of the Nazis playing out right now with these with the gain of function and the shots so it doesn't look like they're they're going to stop either it seems like there's a darker agenda so I don't know what that what the next card they have will drop but uh, yeah it's not looking good
0: well, this is the first show of 2023, and I, I really, uh, you know, from studying Robert Anton Wilson, know the significance of 23, 23 Skidoo, and even right. its connections with the Illuminati and the number five Uh I don't know. I, I just, just feel like and you can comment or not, but I feel like there is chaos coming for 23. I really do. And I don't know what that's going to entail, but it's just something deep in my soul that says this is going to be one of the most chaotic years of our existence. Do you feel that? Yes.
1: Yes, I do. That's I definitely funny. do have a very, um, uh, very kind of dark kind of, uncertain feel for this this year i don't think things are going to get better so i'm not uh not looking forward to it
0: well a lot of the problem is these identity politics and so when we get back to uh myatt and the order of the nine angles and they are saying out laying out their justifications for bringing down what they consider a tyrannical oppressive system (laughs) you know uh, We could see the justification in everyone that's been given to them, right? You know, you're a minority, you're, uh, you know, basically any sort of identity politics and then turning everybody against each other and allowing riots in the streets and burning down of buildings. But here we are, it's the anniversary of January 6th and the people that protested the election are still in jail two years later without ever being charged. And yet the chaos in the streets, uh, no problem. Don't worry about that. These are peaceful protests. and uh, I mean, Mostly what, peaceful, right?
1: Mostly yes. peaceful. <laughs> yes.
0: So it seemed like the whole thing with Mott and the Order of the Nine Angles was to come up with the justifications that they could then be era vulgaris. They could be above the law and yes. uh, find their way to come in and take down this oppressive system. But to me, it, I mean... I, you know, Klaus Schwab, the WHO, the National Institute of Health and all of the things that are coming down on us with the uh, 5G, with the I mean, we're about to be in a prison planet, a technological technocracy that is just going to lock us down in every way, shape or form. I mean, it's frightening to look at where we're going. And it's all seems to be boiled through these identity politics is how they kind of slip this all in on and, and allow everybody to agree with it.
1: I agree. Like they came in a different angle that people wouldn't see the shots and the lockdowns and things like that. But you just kind of defined accelerationism, right? So the ONA is an accelerationist philosophy. They're trying to create the chaos to bring in their new order, right? So I do think that accelerationism is also a communistic principle as well. Like you're supposed to accelerate to bring in communism. So I think that there's a lot of people trying to destabilize the systems. Uh, for whatever game, the New World Order. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think 2023 will be interesting. What is it, the 23 Enigma? Isn't that what uh, Robert Anton Wilson called it, or Burroughs?
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: 23 is .666, something like
0: that. Right. Yeah, they were yeah. definitely into this, and they were all into the communication with the extraterrestrials
1: and Sirius and all of that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's... Robert Anton Wilson, definitely he was all into serious and there's pictures of him with a smiley face. So he has that down too. he has got all that down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I never thought me and Robert would ever get along. Uh, We have so many synchronicities, so many coincidences in our lives. And yet uh, I think if I ever met Robert Anton Wilson, he would probably hate me uh, just because of my ideas and (laughs) how much I disagree.
1: Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was definitely, he knew Crowley. He knew Leary. Esalen, that whole everything you know yeah everything all those all those uh
0: occult markers yes yeah Absolutely. I, I found him a fascinating character i definitely uh i've read most everything robert anton wilson wrote and uh finding all these bizarre connections between his life and mine is kind of i feel like i'm kind of on the outside of a lot of these things like i just a random anecdote, sorry, but uh like I reversed the the Mary Pranksters trip and I didn't mean to do that, but in 2012 I got a school bus and I decided to take it around the United States for 2012, kind of be the Woody Harrelson and broadcast 2012 live to everyone. And I just followed a path of emails that people, you know, hey, bring your big stupid bus to my house and <laughs> park it here for three days till the cops come because that's what happened every time we parked the bus somewhere. Uh, (laughs) It couldn't last longer than three days in any neighborhood. Uh, But by random chance, or synchronicity, or however you want to put it, we made a sacred spiral from the dead center of the United States in Lawrence, Kansas, where we started, uh, around to New York, Florida, Texas, all the way up to California, where we ended in La Honda, which is exactly where the Merry Pranksters, uh, where Ken Kesey bought the bus. So I literally reversed the Merry Prankster trip and went everywhere they went without knowing that until I was done. And I kind of pieced it all together and realized, wow, I just uh reversed the Merry Pranksters. That's amazing. So maybe, maybe I had a little magical effect on people. I don't know. You know, I don't practice magic, but sometimes I might actually do it.
1: That's incredible. Uh, and they were very much in the culture creation, Keezy and all those guys, right? Um, so giving away free asset all that stuff yeah yeah
0: without a doubt uh yeah it changed the world it changed everything and now here we are and we're seeing the results of these type of identity politics we're seeing what's happening with uh well really uh transitioning trans yes. into you know uh, it's it's all goes together this idea that there are no no genders therefore you could be a transhumanist you could take on all these uh you know changes to your your genetics and it doesn't matter i yeah. think
1: that the wef is bragging about their ability to upgrade the genes through gene editing
0: yes they are they're doing
1: it now so that's where we're at it's incredible like yeah. they're gonna who knows i mean god knows only what happened with these shots too like who knows what the consequences of this what they call the vaccine is really a gene therapy so yeah who knows me down you know what happens down river
0: that's why i'm always telling people glow in the dark pigs produce yeah. glow in the dark pigs you know this goes down it's, through the genetics
1: right uh, yeah no, yeah, dude, we, yeah they, maybe they know maybe the people who administered the shots know the consequences but um we're in a science fiction novel there's no question about it
0: oh uh, yeah This is like the most poorly written dystopian (laughs) I've ever seen. It's it's almost a joke, right? You know, it it really is. Well, let's make sure everybody can find William Ramsey Investigates. I know that you are on uh, Vimeo. You're on Rockfin. You're still on YouTube. How'd you manage that?
1: I didn't. I just had my my whole video taken down. The one Uh that's up there now, I can't even get into. Uh Google will not let me into it. This is the strangest thing. They won't take it down, but they won't let me go in and edit it. That's why nothing's upgraded. So it's kind of weirdest uh, predicament. They've taken down three things. But the good news is that podcasts are still uncensored. So you can listen to my podcast, William Ramsey Investigates. I have over 800 episodes now. And then I have my five documentaries are on Vimeo. And my books you can find at my website, William Ramsey Investigates. Or you can just buy them from Amazon, including Global DevQuotes.
0: Yes, and we will have the links for all of that right here in the show notes for you folks, so that you can get deep into this. Because I tell you, I, it, I learned and I confirmed so much through Global Death Cult, and we may never even see the signs of the Order of Nine Angles and understand where they are. But when you see the tenets, when you understand the 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 what they're attempting to achieve, this idea of evolving civilization into this new galactic human empire, then you will you will see the effects. You will see that this is the, the mindset of those in charge. And no, it doesn't require you to dress up in same satanic outfit with horns and go in front of your massive pentagram. As a matter of fact, that's probably a psyop to make you laugh at Satanism instead of really realizing that these are some sinister people attempting to find a sinister path. And uh, sacrificing the mundanes along the way with no problem, and turning on their own agitators as they try to find the proper sacrifice and human calling. But this uh, empire of a new breed of warrior explorers definitely coming up out of the Nazi set, set but moving into this human galactic empire. I, that, I guess, is part of the thing that I find the most fascinating is the future aspect of what they're talking about in the Order of the Nine Angles of the the Stargates and the galactic, right. uh, human galacticus, did they call it? Right,
1: yeah, that's right. Homo galacticus. Yeah. Yeah, through aeonic change, right? So they're not thinking on smaller terms, like I just want to over, uh, overthrow this government. They want a whole new aeon. Yes. Much like Crowley.
0: The era vulgaris. Yeah. well William, thank you so much for returning with us and and sharing this uh because boy we wouldn't find and you go so deep and you definitely cover all the angles (laughs) pun intended uh like when we covered crowley in our last broadcast and it was so deep i don't think anyone's ever covered crowley so guys go back and listen to our past shows and, and check it out because there's so much deep work going on there with William. He he goes far with all of this and gets the information to you. And uh, go to williamramseyinvestigates.com. Is that still? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And uh, of course, we'll have all the video links and everything here for you to get that all together. So any final thoughts that you might want to share with the audience? Yeah.
1: Well, just like the, there's other things in the book This crazy asian woman nazi her name was suvanna roth you can read about her also james mason and his affection for uh, charles manson which a lot of people wouldn't think but the far right in the u.s at least adam often had a real uh, affinity for charles manson so he pops up in the book but uh it's great to be with you again and thanks for having me on thanks
0: yes you're very welcome and if i could do a little bit of promotion with you guys uh i'll tell you i've been using my aqua Cure eagle-research.life is the website, eagle-research.life. And if you use promo code Freeman, you get $500 off the $2,500 price. But I tell you guys, this thing is astounding. I've been using the Aquacure now uh, for about a week. I do five-minute, three, five-minute sessions with it a day just to start warming myself into this breathing hydrogen and uh, I tell you guys, I mean, I can taste things so much more now. It's incredible. I'm I'm blown away. I've been waiting to see what the effects are of this. And this is just the beginning. So I've only been doing it now for a week and already flavors are so much more dramatic to me. I had no idea. I had no idea I had lost taste that much until now. And I don't know. This is just the first side effects that I'm seeing in the positive. So uh, I want to let you guys all know. You know, please go out and check out the Aquacure, and uh the links are here for you with the with the freeman promo code take that money off and get this thing man and i've been putting it on my plants i've been using it in all the different ways it's a fascinating and amazing system and of course let's all give love to steve mercer associate producer here steve uh for keeping this ball rolling we're gonna get this 2023 thing going for you guys like no other business we have some great shows coming up with uh for you and and just you know we've been working really hard behind the scenes to make this an amazing year for all of you and now we're gonna flash back to a little question that mark passio and i had uh, asking are you a satanist so (laughs) members stay tuned we'll be right back with that William, thank you so much for, for coming back on, and I look forward yeah. to being on your program. Cool. Uh, we'll get that going.
1: Likewise, yeah. Yeah, no, I want to hear more about Aliens from Hell. Sounds like something uh, that would be interesting for sure.
0: Absolutely. Oh, my God. So much fascinating stuff going on. So many thrills and chills, just wild stuff that no one's really even looking into, and I don't know why. So I'll, I look forward to sharing that with you.
1: Cool, man. Talk to you soon.
0: All right. We're going to move this on over into the member section, asking that question. Are you a Satanist? (laughs) Only an ex-Satanist could tell you for sure. So we're going to be talking with Mark Passio in this uh, rebroadcast. So thank you all so much. And we will see you next week. (laughs)